I am so excited. I've been looking for a way to have a little bit more fun on the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. So why not do so with Breezy Bree Blabs? I know, totally innovative, right? But guess what? My life is crazy and yoga is a lifelong practice. So I need a little bit of comic relief. And together we can do just that. So I hope you have fun listening to me blab on and on about tons of different topics some about yoga some not about yoga so i hope you're down dog and i will meet you off of the mat namaste hey there yogis it's breezy Bree, and i'm so sorry for interrupting the show and our flow but did you know that you could help support the podcast in a very simple way i mean let's face it you were already going to buy yoga pants right as a Lululemon influencer, I'm part of the Lululemon Collective and will receive a commission if you make a purchase through the links below in the show notes. So please purchase your Lululemon yoga pants and all your other gear and join the hashtag The Sweat Life with me and support the yoga podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Namaste. What is up, yogis? Happy, 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 happy new year. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of Breezy Bree Blabs. I have to admit, when I record these episodes, it literally feels like I'm working in a radio station and I'm taking your dedications for your boo, right? All right, so let's go ahead and let's have a little bit of fun. Just so you know, I am not indulging in vino during this week's episode or I don't know, not this is not this week's episode, but during this Breezy Bree Blabs episode, I am, however, having some amazing water infused with crystals. Um, hello, rose quartz, open up my heart chakra with a little bit of sea salt, pink sea salt, by the way. And I also have some mandarin oranges with a little dash of lemon juice so it's so delicious it's super energizing and invigorating one of my favorite drinks really good for those who like to blab such as myself so let's go ahead and let's have some fun on this episode i'm actually going to cover those questions i hope you took me up on my challenge on the call to action the new year's eve episode all about a nice little quick self-evaluation looking back at your 2019 and saying hello to 2020 so here we are in 2020 and we're in a new decade it's all about having that 2020 vision right and doing exactly what it is we know we are meant to do to live our best lives letting go of the shit that doesn't serve us like for real for real okay so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm just gonna dive right into the questions so what were my biggest achievements for 2019 Honestly, I had so many achievements in 2019 that rolled over from 2018 and hindsight is 2020, right? And when I look at my life, I look at how everything that I've done has always been forward moving progress. I have taken two steps forward and five steps backward, of course, but then all of a sudden I propel forward 10 steps. So it's all worth it for me. But it is nice to be able to journal and to read through and to see my own thoughts. I've been journaling since I could pick up 
pen and pad. Like for real, since I was a child, I've been journaling. And it's always been a big part of my practice of life. For one, I have a memory of Dory. And so it's really nice because I can read back and go, oh my God, I didn't even remember that I felt that way or that that happened. So for me, it's huge. It's really nice to have lots of journals. And um, so reading back to some of the events that took place over the last year, it was really nice to see myself having little itty bitty self-reflections throughout the year and to see that I was coming to a place to where I could really feel whole again. And so materialistically, I had a lot of big achievements. Career-wise, I had amazing things take place for me. I held several workshops, all geared toward post-traumatic stress disorder, some working with um, veterans, which was absolutely beautiful, and some working with children, all utilizing yoga. So I really enjoyed that. I also became a rape crisis center advocate. And so that was really meaningful for me personally. And I also started working really heavily in the trauma consultation field. So I'm doing some really cool stuff there as well. Still kind of taking off, but definitely planted the seeds in 2019 for what is to come in this year. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And in general, I just had some really great people in my life, you know, really amazing stuff stable, foundational humans that lifted me up. So outside of this, the material realm, I had some really amazing achievements for myself. I was going through some health issues that I really haven't disclosed to many people. And they were pretty big deals. And it took a while for areas of my body that are really sacred to come back to where I needed them to be. And I'm still struggling in some respect um, to get my body back to where it needs to be. I have some pH issues. Um, I have some other issues that are happening. But all in all, I went through some treatments. I went through a lot of um, personal type Um, endeavors to bring my body back to balance, to bring my chakras in alignment. And I have done the best that I can. I'm really proud of myself because I worked really, really hard to rest and to keep my parasympathetic nervous system engaged. And I can honestly tell you that 2019 felt like two different dimensions for me. Between January and June and July and December, I was literally living in two different solar planes or something. The first part of the year was very traumatic. And the second part of the year was true recovery. I am most proud of how I handled my life with grace. So that's for sure. Now, the next question is, what were my biggest challenges? So I just named a little bit of that, right? I had some health challenges. I also had my heart chakra tested to the fullest. I went through a really, um, I think, a really big breakup um, in 2019. But 
I've gone through really big breakups before, so that wasn't the challenge. I think the challenge was that this was a very significant breakup. I guess that's the word. And mostly because it was such, um, I think, such a hopeful situation and something that I really was looking forward to being a part of. And it just turned out to not be at all what I really was setting my intentions for. So it was like almost the polar opposite of what I thought it was going to be. And that was definitely one of the biggest challenges. And also I had to maneuver through my emotional minefield and really stay as balanced as I could to fix some of the health things that I was experiencing. So it was definitely a challenge to not just completely lose my shit, right? And I felt like I did really well. I I really didn't have like any kind of breakdowns and I'm really proud of the woman who I have become. And that leads into the next question, how have I developed as a person? I think my biggest development from 2019 as a person was honestly honoring myself. One of the things I learned in 2019 was it's okay to have the feelings that I have, to have the interests that I have, to not necessarily be exactly what someone else thinks I need to be, and to not be afraid to stand up for myself. You know what I mean? I think I was too open-minded in my past to a place where I would allow other people to influence things that I already knew I stood for. You know, I, I know myself now honoring that knowing it was another thing that I needed to learn. I needed to open up my throat chakra for sure. So I think the biggest development that I've had is really respecting myself and knowing why I do what I do, why I have the emotions that I have, and why certain things are important to me and not feeling any type of shame or guilt or making excuses for the way that I behave or the things I believe in or the decisions I make or the decisions I choose not to make. So if I had had this honoring of my true self in 2017 or 2018, I definitely would have been on a different trajectory. But everything happens for a reason. And without what I went through, I think I wouldn't have been able to release some really important trauma bonds that I've had and also um, be able to catapult to the next level the way that I have. So definitely, um, I appreciate that. What did I learn in 2019? Well, I just touched on that in a big way. Another thing that I learned in 2019 outside of so many new things with yoga, always learning and evolving in my practice and as a teacher. So I'm really grateful for that. I've learned how to take yoga off of the mat in such a big way. I've taken yoga off of the mat in every other discipline of my life, but it took the second half of 2019 and some really deep spiritual revelations for me to get there. And for that, that's one of the biggest things I've learned is truly how to take yoga off of the mat. So I'm really proud of that. The next one is how would I describe 2019 in just three words? So this one's a little bit fun for me because I've been 
overindulging in like old music. And I've been listening to old rock and roll from the 60s and the 70s, old country. I've been listening to 80s pop, which is awesome. And of course, 90s hip hop, pop and rap. And I've been having like the best fun. If you've been taking my classes live, you've gotten a little bit of that swag come into the playlist, right? And um, one of the things that I had the most fun listening to was TLC. I have a little bit of a girl crush on Chili. And they have one of their hit records. I don't know if it was their biggest album of their career, but I think at the time when they were the biggest girl group of all time, it was this album. And it's called Crazy Sexy Cool. And that's exactly how I would describe 2019 or possibly my entire existence. Crazy, sexy, cool. Like my life is me, Vida Loca, crazy, like for sure. But definitely sexy. Like everything about my life is sexy. Um, and I, I mean, I can't argue with that at all. It's nice having that sexy sensuality from the people in my life and the experiences that I have and the passion that I love to exude, right? And then just friggin' cool ass chill. Like, love it. Like, just being cool breeze and going with the flow and being a little spontaneous. So, definitely crazy, sexy, cool. Shout out to TLC and my girl Chili. Okay, what aspects of 2019 can I leave behind? Oh my gosh. The biggest thing I would leave behind in 2019 was the drama. I love living from my highest vibration of love. And I have to tell you guys, there was a time where I thought I was like really woke and super evolved, right? Like I had my shit together. And what I realized <laughs> is I did have my shit together, but only in the ecosystem bubble that I was living in. When I went outside the gates of the castle, so to speak, I was met with the common folk. I'm just kidding. I'm acting so silly. But no, seriously, when I brought myself into a different environment, I realized that I was safe in my environment and in that place, I was definitely, you know, protected and I had all my chakras aligned and I had like my life in order. But when I was in my previous relationship, what really came to was that when you can control your environment, you can really live in any type of space you want, right? So think of like a Buddhist monk. You know, they're praying on a mountaintop amongst themselves, amongst nature, and their only challenge maybe is weather or something along those lines, right? Their true introspection is happening and challenges come up with that. But those are all to be expected, so that was sort of how I felt. I felt like my life was really like zinned out. And then I became involved with someone who was amazing. Obviously, I really wanted to be with this person. But their lifestyle was completely polar opposite of mine. And people's love languages and how they deal with their frustrations and how they deal with um, or how they accept love and how they experience it and show it can all be really different from yours right so for me I ended up in this relationship and there was all this drama like it felt very um, contentious it felt very 
um, you know, at times it was frankly, quite frankly, really scary for me. And it was very passive aggressive and aggressive aggressive. And it brought out sides to me, which took me really, really far and away from all the hard work that I had done to create this little Zen lifestyle for myself. And after that relationship dissolved and the communication completely halted, no communication whatsoever. My life literally went back to the way it was. So that tells me a lot about um, where I need to be and where I need to remain and what I need to protect. And also just being mindful of the influences that I allow into my life. And also um, being mindful of how, you know, People can really influence you and you can influence others, but it just really depends on who has the stronger energy in that union. I kind of think of it like you have, I'm sure you've heard this before, but you have like a bucket of oil and you drop one drop of water. It's not going to make any type of change to the bucket of water or bucket of oil. But if you have a bucket of water and you drop a drop of oil, it can completely contaminate or will completely contaminate the water. And I feel like that is the perfect example of what had happened in my life Um in 2018 and, and half of 2019. So it's nice to be back to my crystallized sea salt water with a little bit of lemon infusion and some mandarin oranges. <laughs> this is where I belong. Okay, what aspects of 2019 can I bring with me into 2020? Oh my gosh, there's so many. As I mentioned, I spent the rest of 2019 truly connecting back to my yoga yoga for me has been a life-saving um, practice multiple times in my life but particularly in 2019 it kept me sane it kept me solid and grounded it brought me back to myself I really worked I had to really start all over I had to start working from my root chakra like literally my root chakra was completely annihilated in the last couple of years and I had to find myself safe and grounded again not worried not looking over my shoulder not worried that you know something bad was going to happen or you know someone was going to cause me problems or anything like that so it took me a while but I finally got my base back right and then I had to and I'm still in some respect working on my sacral chakra, my solar plexus, but for the most part, they're nice and aligned. They, they're they not where they were, but I understand what happened there and I'm working on it. My heart chakra is, is getting back to where I'm comfortable, again, with being the love, giving love away freely and living in that vibration without worrying about consequences. And my throat chakra, where I'm communicating my thoughts, my feelings, and not worrying about being shamed or guilted about it or manipulated or any of that. And then my crown chakra, most importantly for me, my spirituality, not second guessing, like, is it okay that I believe this? Is it okay that I also believe that, that those seem like they contradict each other, but they don't, they complement each other. I went through so much, you guys, um, 
and this isn't a woe is me playing the victim, but when I look back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. When I look back and I think about how my chakra system got totally misaligned, I really realized like, holy smokes, like I went through a lot of breakdown to get completely broken. And um, it's nice to be rebuilding it, you know, and to really feel as I'm recording this, like I'm 99% rebuilt, you know, to where I want to be. I'm not hiding. I'm not running. I'm not scurrying. I'm not making excuses. I'm literally myself, like who I am. I'm the woman I'm supposed to be. I'm living in my divine feminine. I'm back in my yin energy. I have to tell you, I was super young. I was living in such a masculine vibration with this person, like fighting, 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 standing up for myself and proving something and having to explain things. And, you know, um, it was very, you know, young energy. It felt like two soldiers at battle all the time. I'm so happy to be back with my feminine energy and really healing my sacral and my solar plexus chakras and just being a woman, being soft and being kind and not being afraid to cry and, you know, just relaxing. It's been hard. It hasn't been easy. I mean, even just probably a few weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was still fighting this yin energy and fighting my feminine side. And honestly, I took a huge break from social media recently. I just enjoyed the holidays. I enjoyed people I love and I felt a lot of support and I had to tell some people things that I really felt to get things off of my chest. I made some amends with people. I gave love to people. I said goodbye to people. I said hello to people. So 2020 is really off to the right start for me. All right. What I think I answered that, right? What aspects of 2019 can I bring into 2020? I think I, I answered that. My divine feminine. <laughs> what new seeds and opportunities are being planted? Well, I started managing Yoga by Julia Paradise Studio. And I really delved deep into that. And it's been nothing but a labor of love. That was part of like really bringing me back to my higher vibration, like just doing something selflessly for others, for the studio, for the students, for the teachers, just showing up and being there for people who I truly adore. And Julia herself, who's been a really great friend to me. I've known her for a long time now. She somehow enters my life when I'm in some sort of trauma. <laughs> and just her presence is is nice. It's loving. It's authentic, you know. And so that was really great. That was a beautiful seed that's been planted in the fourth quarter of 2019 that I'm definitely taking in attention with 2020. Obviously, my Love Breezy Bree yoga brand podcast and all the endeavors that I'm doing to support the podcast is really important to me. I have a lot of big, audacious goals and plans for my future, but I really work hard and I understand that you can't just plant a seed and walk away and hope that it rains. You have to water it and cultivate and 
bees have to pollinate and you have to have the rain dance and prayer and <laughs> observation and I'm bringing it all in 2020 like you have no idea like I am doing the most as they say but seriously I am not going to plant seeds and just walk away I am going to put all my hard work my grit my intentions my energy into what I know serves me and serves others one thing I learned in 2019 is that I have a lot of energy and a lot of it can be spent on negativity and drama and fighting and running and a lot of it that same energy that same hardcore energy can also be sent, spent on good, positive endeavors. And so one of the things that I'm most grateful for is I spent so much time being defensive and now I get to be offensive. Well, that doesn't sound good, right? <laughs> I don't want to be offensive. But I get to really engage in the offense, right? Instead of being defensive, instead of fighting and using all that energy to think about what I should say and how I should say it and what did I mean by that and what did you mean by that and I'm not going to do that and let's do it this way and blah. I'm so grateful because that relationship and what I went through actually taught me not to be lazy with my intentions at all, like really push it forward. And I literally did that. I took the same fire that was I was using and creating big flames and I decided to contain that fire constructively and I did and I literally transferred <clears throat> excuse me my well my throat chakra is like closing up I literally <clears throat> see wow there's a message that is having a hard time coming through for me but I really worked hard to transfer that exact energy immediately into the good endeavors and I did I did not skip a beat I took everything that was causing me pain and frustration and taking all my time to do nothing but defend myself and I decided to put it to projects and that is the coolest thing I can say about my year is that I honestly took no time spared and I wasted no time and I immediately took all that hateful energy and turned it into love. I spent so much time with people I love. I encouraged people and supported people. I worked hard. I worked on some of my own projects. I did not like take a break at all and so I really am proud of myself and proud of how I handled certain situations you know the hardest thing for me in 2019 was I felt like my past relationship was completely like false you know what I mean like it was not real um, and why do I say that? Because the way that it ended was with complete and total disregard. Um, I always talk about how like no one should be treated like garbage taken out to the side of the curb. And I've always said that 
And I can honestly say that I was treated that way. At a time in my life where I needed more support and sincere love, regardless of relationship status and all of that, and for someone to just treat you like you're nothing, like you don't exist, and you just, they, they disappear, they go invisible on you when they know what you're going through. They know like what health issues you're going through. They know what you're fighting, what you're battling, what you're pushing through is mind blowing. And also the biggest lesson of my life, to be honest. Um, and it says more about the person than it does about me. I understand that. Trust me. But it's interesting to me that I could have been with someone who treats anybody that way, friend, foe, whatever. Um, But that's okay because at the end of the day, it was a trauma bond that was broken and I was able to go to other people who have similarities in my life and be able to break trauma bonds with them as well. And then furthermore, even more important than that, was I was able to love and dote on people who have been there for me through thick or thin or who have just been great friends or who've just been loving. Like you don't even have to have gone through hell and back. You could just have been awesome, right? So that's really my 2019 truly in a nutshell. Now there are some other questions. So hopefully if you're still listening to this rant that I'm on, what can I do to live in integrity? Oh, this question is so good because there was definitely a big part of 2019 where I was not living in integrity. Throughout all of this drama that I was going through, I was finding myself living on my lowest vibration. I was living in fear. I was living in anger. I was living in distrust. I was, you know, trying to match that person's, you know, drama and one up them maybe even on some level um it was a very manipulative and passive aggressive energy that entire union and so what can i do to live in my integrity i think first and foremost when there is a red flag for me i honor that there were so many red flags way before i got into 2019 and i just ignored them i even wrote them down they're in my journal Um, But I just ignored them. I completely decided that my own instincts, my own intuition, my own feelings were not relevant. So what can I do to live in my integrity? Just honor, honor whatever it is I'm feeling, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. Because sometimes we can talk ourselves out of that emotion, that thought, that idea, right? We can say, no, I'm just overreacting or whatever. We can definitely talk ourselves out of it. And I definitely did that. I can already say, though, there's been instances at the end of 2019 where I had some sort of intuition that told me not to do something and I just honored it. And so and later I questioned it a little bit, like maybe I should have just done that. But then I was like, no, Brie, like you honored yourself and you don't necessarily need to understand. Like the brain doesn't always understand why the the second brain in the body is reacting. Right. You just have to honor that. If you're always looking for logical reasons to explain everything, well, then that is 
definitely not the epitome of faith, right? Sometimes you just have faith and you allow science to catch up to that faith, you know, or dispel it, I guess. But you don't need to always have an answer for everything. You just have to have a really good question. If the really good question is, why should I do this? Because it just doesn't feel right. That's a really good question. <laughs> you don't have to have the answer. You can just say, I'm not going to, right? I'll wait until something proves that I should do this. So I can already tell that I'm already living in that integrity. But it's definitely something I want to live with um, further. How can I incorporate healthy solitude into my routines? Healthy solitude. I've also been doing that as well because reflection and meditation is a huge part of honoring your intuition if you're not connecting back to yourself if you're always using something to keep you disconnected alcohol porn social media drugs hallucination hallucinants or whatever hallucinogens are is that what they're called um fun stuff even, video games, movies, music, whatever. If you're always using something, then you're never going to connect back to self. So that's also why I took a nice social media break because everything can become addictive and it could just disconnect you from your own thoughts. So I try to incorporate solitude into my routines. Every morning, I try to be really introspective, have a moment of meditation. Before I go to bed, I have meditation. Um, and so... It's just nice to stop and breathe and think. And even these exercises are nice um, ways to incorporate healthy solitude in your life. What blessings will I receive when I approve of myself? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is good, right? What blessings will I receive when I approve of myself? How did you answer this? This one seems like one that people will just skip. Gosh, when I approve of myself, which I hope I'm there because I'm ready for my blessings, I think that the blessings I will receive will be, I will be given the true gifts. I will, let me rephrase, I will be given the opportunities to really display my gifts because I will be able to handle the consequences of doing such things, right? So, for instance, when I first started the podcast, it felt very vulnerable. And now I'm doing Breezy Bree Blabs, right? Even if only one person is listening, it's still an exercise of vulnerability and displaying things about myself to the ether, right? Which goes to the cosmos, which goes to the universe, which translates to your spirit, which can translate to higher intentions and higher self and vibrates right so it's not even about people listening to what you have to say it's about you saying what you have to say and knowing that there's a chance that people are listening because that is what vibrates that energy into the world right that sends your message loud and clear and so I have goals in my life that I realize would not have been able to be successfully obtained if I hadn't gone through the steps I've gone through already. So I'm hoping I'm at the end of those steps so that I can start to really work on my life's purpose in a much bigger way. But only God in the universe and, you know, the divine knows if I'm ready 
You know what I mean? But I think I am. And if I'm not, then man, I have some cool stuff coming down the pike because the work that I've already done over the last like decade <laughs> has already been really magnificent. Um, so approving of myself, there's definitely things I need to work on that I, I constantly am trying to work on. Um, some of it's, you know, chick stuff, you know, always wanting to improve your physique or, you know, wish you had your hair this way or your butt that way or wishing you had more social media followers or, you know, just very superficial things that I would like to probably let go of and just be really comfortable with wherever I am, kind of like literally living in Dristy. So that that's definitely a place that I need to get to. And so maybe that's that's it right there. Just not letting anything define who I am right you know sometimes we could get really caught up in you know being defined by our titles our careers being a mother being a father you know being someone's wife or husband being um, an artist or being a teacher having long hair having curly hair having red hair you know um having a big butt or big boobs or whatever your story is, right? We can become really defined by these titles. And, you know, I'm no different than everybody else when it comes to that. I'm very defined by my culture and my ethnicity and my tastes and what I want to be perceived as and what I feel I am and, you know, this and that. And it's exhausting because you don't get to just be like childlike. You know, you hang out with a little two or three year old. They're not thinking that they are, you know, Irish or that they're from Italy or, <laughs> you know, that they're even a boy or a girl. They're not thinking about any of that. They're literally living in that moment. And then over time, they begin to self-identify, right? And that's a part of the human experience. But how do we both self-identify and also release that identification, you know, like really like the Buddhist way, right? I don't know. But that would be a good idea. And this one's interesting as well. How is my reputation serving me? You know, I used to have a reputation of people would call me Mother Teresa, and it wasn't in a good way. It was like, oh, there goes Mother Teresa, like trying to save everybody, you know. And I really worked hard to let that reputation go because I didn't want to be known as the person who was just bailing people out, right? Because that's really what it was. I, was. I was making excuses for other people's faults. And um, it always backfired, of course, because, you know, you can't, you can't like give somebody a free pass without them than like basically thinking you're an idiot. But um, essentially, that was one of my old reputations. You know, being really bubbly is a reputation I have. You know, um, I don't know. Reputations are one of those things where like you have to take a poll and <laughs> see what people are really saying behind your back, right? But, you know, people have lots of reputations like of being a hard worker of um, never sleeping, you know, <laughs> being successful, being, you know, mean, being a bitch, you know, being happy, being a caregiver. You know, 
I don't know if any of those things I just said are like positive, you know, what would you want your reputation to even be? Like, what would I want my reputation to be more importantly? And then how do I live my life in that way? Well, I mean, one of the reputations I have, which I'm really proud of is people call me the dog lady. I have a little dog on my lap right now sleeping and another one right by my side. Um, I'm definitely a lover of animals and I'm perfectly comfortable with that reputation, even though um, sometimes it's I'm clowned on for being such a dog lover. And um, but I'm okay with that. I think for me, I would love my reputation to be someone who is grateful that is just grateful like you give me a piece of candy that I didn't have I'm grateful you know what I mean you take a take time to talk to me I'm grateful you take time to you know break bread with me I'm grateful like I I really want I rather that be my reputation more than anything is that no matter what I have no matter what you have or or what you have in comparison to me less or more i'm grateful for whatever it was that you decided to share with me your money your time your energy your space um i do feel like i live in that space but i would love that to be my reputation so how will my actions benefit from self-control oh gosh i do have some self-control issues um I definitely love my sexuality. I love spending time with um, people who I find attractive, not always in, you know, just like a very erotic way, but I love flirting and I love that energy. I just love, love, love it. I love the yin and the yang and that tango, you know, very passionate energy. I probably should like refrain from hanging out with people I'm attracted to <laughs> because I would get a lot more done um, outside of that type of energy. I love having crushes. I love being people's crushes. I love all of that. I love just that energy of like that fun. And that's kind of what got me in trouble in my last relationship because I really do. I love like all of that energy. Um, I love the game of meeting people and <clears throat> smiling and winking and hugging and kissing and dancing and eating food together and watching movies. And I love dating. I love flirting. I love all of it. So, yeah, that's probably something that um, I have a lot of passion for um, lovely people. And I don't spend a lot of my time and energy on it, but you know, I can get really caught up in a whirlwind romance if I'm not careful. Okay, um, what is my biggest or what is my highest intention for myself? Well, my highest intention, my highest, highest, highest intention is to, I want to reach as many people as I can Rather, it's through this podcast or other media outlets, in person, live, whatever it takes, right? I want to bring the message that I have within my soul that was my gift to give, whatever that is accumulating in me and my spirit. 
I want to share that with the world in a big, big way. So, you know, um, I think the person who has done so much in this realm that I'm thinking is like an Oprah, you know, I'm not saying I'm trying to be Oprah because that's really grandiose, but I would love it. But no, seriously, um, just being someone who can authentically be themselves while sharing a message is hard. You know, it's hard not to conform. It's hard not to um, try to please the masses. You know, hey, I'm just like everyone else. I see the statistics on my Instagram post or on my podcast episodes or on my YouTube videos or whatever. And you have to ask yourself, should I post more of what people are responding to or post more of what my message is. And it's a strange dichotomy because, yes, you want to give the people what they're looking for, obviously, right? But sometimes people are looking for something because the message that you wanted to share to begin with was needed. So it's like, do you give, is, is, do you give people more of what they're requesting or do you make the demand of what they need, right? And... So that's the hardest thing is staying true to what the message is that you want to present. And I think Oprah did it the best, you know. Um, she seems to be able to have shared the message that means the most to her and hope that it translates, and it did. And I think that when you're able to live from that place, and a lot of the greats are that way, right? Like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and... Beyonce and <laughs> the Dalai Lama. I mean, seriously, though, like Maya Angelou, you when you really think about it, they had to have been coming from more of a place of this is my message and it needs to be expressed. Then I hate to throw her under the bus because I loved her so much. But Britney Spears, who was completely manufactured. Right. And you can tell because she wasn't being her authentic self because she had a breakdown. You don't have a breakdown if you're being you. The other day, someone told me that they were worried about me burning out because I teach so many live yoga classes. And I said, I would never burn out from teaching yoga. I mean, I love this. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, the thought just doesn't even cross my mind. It's like, I dance almost every single day since I can remember and I'm yet to be burnt out, right? You don't burn out from things that fill your soul. You can become tired or exhausted if you start to live inauthentically or if you are pushing yourself beyond your own limits. But to actually not want to do something that you love because you're burnt out just seems so strange to me. You know, so living your truth is what's most important out of anything in life. And I can tell you, I have definitely been burnt out um, from certain things before. And hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> but seriously, and the reason is, is because I don't think it was for me. Like when I look back, I'm like, yeah, I could see why that wasn't for me. Now, it doesn't mean that there wasn't a component that I loved. But if that one thing you love, like if you're teaching yoga and you love teaching live yoga, let's say, right? You could become burnt out if you're teaching yoga to really large crowds or to too small of crowds, right? I've heard of people who love teaching yoga to large crowds, cannot teach yoga one-on-one. -on -one. Like it's too much for them, too much um, personal energy, right? 
And you just have to know that about yourself. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Some people love performing on stage in front of crowds because once they get up there, it's like they're in their zone, but do not love like necessarily um, being like talking in front of people, you know, one-on-one or in a speech or whatever. I mean, everybody has their thing. So you, the more you get to know yourself, the more you can really live from that place of knowing what works best for you and not being burnt out, for instance, right? Like I don't get burnt out because I'm recording the podcast or making yoga sequences or dancing every day or teaching live yoga classes or whatever the things are that I do. And I know the things that burn me out too. So anyway, those of you who decided to listen to this entire episode and listen to all my ramblings about my life, I love you. I hope that you were able to have some cool reflection and introspection about your 2019. And I hope your 2020 is amazing because it will be. It will be whatever you want it to be if you follow your intuition. Love you, love you, love you. Love is the highest vibration. Go in peace. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.